welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with me, Polly Lavarello, Evergreen Marketing Expert. This podcast is for you if you are an online entrepreneur who's looking to simplify their business to scale. On this podcast, you can expect to hear regular talk about wealth, about selling, and about well-being. Because I believe these three core fundamental things are pivotal to your growth moving forward. Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul. Today, I'm so excited to have my very first guest on the show, Debbie Edwards. Debbie is an entrepreneur, speaker, investor, and high performance and leadership coach working globally with entrepreneurs, CEOs, and senior executives. With over 30 years experience working in challenging sectors, including the military, Debbie has years of experience in growth strategy and cultural change working with teams and individuals on strategic performance through gentle leadership. Since leaving this world behind and experiencing a personal trauma, she has developed a body of work around the liberation of human beings in the workplace. First, as the founder of EdTech startup F Disruptors, a tech platform designed to increase diversity in tech, and now as a high performance and leadership coach, enabling entrepreneurs and professionals to create the life and work that they want through the powerful gateways of deep self-love and neuroscience. I'm so excited that you are joining me for this episode because Debbie is going to be lifting the lid on how self-love can change the way you show up as a leader. Now, if you are listening to this and thinking, "Mm, this sounds a bit fluffy, I'm not convinced. Well, Stay tuned because I felt the same way too, if I'm being entirely honest, as I share with Debbie in this interview, and I had my mind changed. And I think yours will be too by the time you finish listening to this episode. Welcome, Debbie. I am so excited to be talking with you today. So Debbie Edwards um, obviously has already been introduced, but Debbie is also, alongside everything I just shared, one of my clients and one of those clients that has probably taught me as much as I've shared with her um, and introduced me to something that, if I'm being entirely honest, I probably would have previously scoffed at, which was self-love. In fact, I remember the first time Debbie shared what she wanted to do and I had to be very still with myself because I had one of those moments of curiosity and intrigue and maybe a slight tinge of, not disbelief, but maybe discomfort I wasn't sure I really understood what Debbie was sharing, but since you've been in my world, Debbie, boy, (laughs) (laughs) boy, have you blown things open for me and I've never seen things the same again. Would you like to talk more about that moment when you realized what you are here to do? Yeah. And, and thank you so much for having me on, especially as it is a very polarizing topic, which you would never think that when you say to people, hey, how would you like to be really successful in your work and fall deeply in love with yourself, that people would actually want to chuck things at their screen at me. You know, it's it's really polarizing still. But, you know, my um, gateway to deep self-love and my ongoing practice of deep self-love did not come from suddenly working out, you know, how to have more bubbles and bath bombs in my life. It was actually through some of the gnarliest, um, most challenging times in my life when my father had just passed away. 
And I went through a period of really resisting feeling that grief. And then I had this real moment when my body decided to take over for me. And the biggest realization was that the thing I missed the most about him was how much he loved me and how Mm. unconditional that was. And then I remember sitting in the discomfort of that and this voice, whether it was from within or whether it was from him or whatever, um, this voice just said, well, you're going to have to start loving yourself like that. This is, this is it, you know, because I didn't have to do anything for my dad to love me so deeply. I literally would walk into a room and I would feel the love so viscerally I didn't have to question myself. I didn't have to judge myself. I didn't have to mold myself. I did not have to do anything other than just show up and stand there next to him to elicit the biggest of smiles, the deepest of laughs, the most, the the shift in his energy just because he clapped eyes on me always made me feel deeply loved. And when I lost that, I felt like I lost actually more than just my dad. And so that was when I began a period of building through my grief and seeing what loving myself deeply could look like unconditionally, all of me. And that's taken me six and a half years. And I don't consider that my journey has stopped. This Mm. is a lifetime practice. And that's, that's something that I think has been very freeing for me is that, like you said right at the start, that you decided, even within your own body and the discomfort that you felt when you heard that this was possible for you, you decided just to bring curiosity in. And that's really all we need when we start to hear new concepts like this, is we need just to open our hearts a bit because truthfully... That's what it's all about. But what's happened in this world that we currently live in, that love, when we talk about strategy and business and our work and rising and taking bold moves, love has always been off the table. Mm. And, And my work is to integrate the two, my strategic experience and my deep self love practice. Because when you combine those, it's a magic. I mean, I, I just love that you gave that example about your dad. Because oh, everything you said was so touching. But also, immediately, it made me think of when I lost my grandmother and having very, very similar feelings. Mm. Um, I remember always working to justify how proud she was of me rather than the other way around. And not that I, she required that of me, but in my head feeling like that is what I needed to do because nobody else had that unconditional reverence for who I was as a human being. And when I lost her, I remember having a similar moment where I recognized I no longer have that cheerleader in my corner anymore. Yeah. I need to do that for myself. And I think that's really valuable for anyone listening who has any kind of skeptical feelings around this because I think a lot of people have experienced a loss like that, unfortunately. And a lot of people will see how that'll impact them. You know, you often see people divorcing after they've lost, a, a, you know, a parent or, you know, changing careers or buying that sports car. And um, so it does impact us. And I think a lot of people are aware of it on a personal level. But what does it look like in business when, when you're not 
loving yourself first? I always like to speak from my own experience so Mm. that people can just see themselves or hear themselves in my story. So for me, there's sort of my life I feel as though it was before I lost my dad and after I lost my dad. So before, this is one of the areas that I tackle first with people. And it it's something that I always have to bring a caveat into because when we talk about deep self-love practice and we talk about bringing one into your world, what actually has to happen first is you taking a really hard look into all of the spaces where love is actually absent rather than present, you know, and I actually call it that this is the presence of absence. And when you start to look at that, it can bring up so many different feelings, sadness, grief, loss, uh, for all of the times when you suddenly see so starkly how much you didn't love yourself in past versions of you. Because that's, who we are. We're all Russian dolls, aren't we, really? There's Mm. so many different versions of me. And if I go back through all of the versions in my Russian doll, there are so many that where I was not showing any kind of love. And I look back in that and think, how can I actually say that I wasn't showing myself any kind of love? But the truth is now that I've actually been doing it differently, I realized that there wasn't much there. You know, I wasn't taking care of my body. I was letting my mind tell me so many different lies about myself and feeling not enough and justifying my presence, especially in work. Um, There was no connection to my body and even understanding that in order to rise throughout my career, then actually my body had needs that needed to be met, you know, even basic stuff, basic stuff. And I still see this now in my work. And when I say basic, I really mean it. You know, some people that that I work with that will say, I haven't had a time, I haven't had a chance to go to the toilet today. And you're just like, this is not even on the scale of loving ourselves yet. This part is just fundamental basic human rights to to just give yourself a break give yourself a glass of water give yourself some food during a lunch hour give yourself some fuel at the end of the day whether it's a walk or going to the gym or sitting down and connecting with people we have created workplaces especially and even within our businesses we've created environments where we think that all of those things can wait whether it's the basics up right up to the way that I operate now so so for me I was the original person and I always hold my hands up when I coach because I think it's important for people to know that I was the OG of really not loving yourself very deeply um what that meant for me that was that everything felt like a struggle, everything. And my way to overcome that was to just think, well, I must need to do more then. Let's add some more things in that will demonstrate that I'm worthy of being here, up to the job, ready for the job, capable of the job. You know, there was, there was just always room for more. What that really meant was that I was just increasing my levels of not needing anything for myself so I was like external validation aren't you yeah Um, from from the doing more you'll have more evidence as to how worthy you are and how worthy you are of love yeah 
yeah and and because we don't bring our hearts into our work we're not even realizing that that's the crux of it you know that that actually we're proving proving our worthiness or we're using different tools like being productive and being busy to prove our worthiness and all of those things sadly only affect you and your body you know i think i've said mm -hmm. it recently in our mastermind that if you think it's you that's building your work and your business you're wrong your body is building your work and your business and to not recognize that means that that there's a level of self-neglect that we really need to address because once you do then bring love into your world you can't believe how different you feel and you start to get as I call it high on your own supply it's addictive loving yourself deeply because the stark difference from where you were to where you then can see yourself going is the transformation is huge yeah no I mean that makes so much sense to me and I know that when I became self-employed, I think I'm also one of those OGs <laughs> in that um, I remember, you know, not giving myself lunch breaks and taking days off on a Friday occasionally because I was like, that's what CEOs do, but feeling incredibly guilty, my stomach being in knots, looking at my phone every so often. And genuinely, every time a new email would come into my inbox, my assumption would be, oh God, what does somebody need? Yeah. Who am I letting down? And I would even do things like not share on social media that I wasn't at my desk, almost like I worked in a corporate job, because I was fearful that if someone saw me not working and enjoying myself, they would see me as less professional or less, you know, dedicated to supporting them. Um, and so, I mean, thank God that didn't go on for very long because I essentially almost burnt myself out, really. And I, that was yeah. that was the eye-opening moment that forced me to change. And now life looks really different. But I mean, I find it interesting as well, because I also remember from working in corporate places, you know, there'd be, there'd be people who were just always stressed. If there wasn't something to be stressed about, they'd find a way to be stressed. Um, and anxious people, if they weren't, if there was nothing to be anxious about, they'd find a way to be anxious. And all of those things are also kind of, in my mind, symptomatic of where, like you say, where we're not leading with love for ourselves and where we are putting too much importance on what's around us rather than what's inside us. And I think what's been eye-opening for me and my own experience is the deeper I love myself and trust myself, which I think the two very much go hand in hand, mm. um, it's amazing how the world just kind of rearranges around you. Mm. You know, your relationships suddenly look a lot healthier. You have better and more honest and better communication with your children. Yeah. And simply the, the clients I attract now um just a whole other level <laughs> yeah yeah um, obviously for me there was a giant circuit breaker in my life with my dad he had a, a terminal diagnosis that sadly only lasted eight weeks so I had eight weeks to sort of try and care for him and say goodbye to him at the same time but I also was running a tech startup so you know we got the diagnosis two days before I launched my tech startup and I remember doing that juggle of speaking to investors getting the website live and speaking to other contacts and at one point I remember being on the train going to London I'd been asked to speak at the House of Lords and I got there and did the jazz hands bit and stood on the stage and and looked like the most put together, 
you know, startup founder that there ever was, and then cried all the way back to Liverpool from Euston because just because I'd spent the day away from him at that point was far too painful. And I remember thinking, I'll never do this again. I will never do this again. I will never deprioritize what I need in any given moment because I never know when I'll get that time back, you know? Yeah. So it's created a sense of agency. Like you say, I move through my life differently. The people that I work with say that a lot. They just say, I feel like I'm even walking differently. I just, I'm, my place in the world doesn't feel the same, you know, and, and that's just them suddenly realizing that they have, they have agency over themselves all day, every day, in any given moment. And many of them have come through for, you know, working with me for business or, um, or for accelerating in their careers. And quite often what they find is that the real ripples um, of their deep self-love go into how they parent, that go into how they have their relationships. You know, one of my amazing clients came in and said she was two days away from starting divorce proceedings when she started with me. And just three days afterwards, she made a decision to stay three weeks in and they went out on a date night and were holding hands under the table and talking to each other like they never had in a long time. And that's because the other beautiful side effect of loving yourself more deeply is that your capacity to engage differently with those around you, whether in work or at home, also transforms you know, mm -hmm. people, have, people have talked to me about how the conversations with their children are very different now, how they have conversations with their own children about, well, how are you loving yourself deeply? How could we help with that? You know, and so to hear that children as young as seven, 10, and then some of the tricky years where loving yourself would be the worst thing to be, you know, to, for someone to say when you're a teenager, oh, you really love yourself. It's like, oh my God, no, I don't. Look at me being humble over here. Some of their teenagers really, really responded to them having that level of conversation. And for quite a few of them, especially boys, you know, that they, they are having the most beautiful conversation with their young men who also probably feel, I can't demonstrate I'm showing myself any love. I've got to toughen this out and be strong, you know. Um, so the ripples of this work is, is well, it, it can't really be, be spoken about in words. You just have to listen to the stories. And, you know, I'm lucky that there's lots of them. Um, but I don't think it's what people expect when they first come in and they think, right, I really want to build my business. You know, I want to work Debbie because I know she's a strategist. Um, but what they've never realized is probably all of that stuff at home and all of the challenges where love is absent at the moment will be absolutely having an impact on the capacity energetically they feel they've got for growth. Mm. You know, it's it's different different yeah. to what they expect but what I say to them is that all of it needs love all yeah. of it and I think what's really exciting about what you do is I just think it's such a really beautiful invitation to explore how you can love yourself more deeply you know as mm -hmm. I shared I've been on my own journey but 
I always know there's opportunities for more depth. There's always that question at the back of my mind. In fact, one of the things I journal on most regularly is, you know, what does the most loving version of myself give myself today? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can be a walk and flowers. Uh, Other times it's about, you know, how I show up to a project where perhaps I'm feeling imposter syndrome. But the idea of focusing on that, and I love that you reference strategy because I think it's a lot of, you know, it's very, it's very kind of pre, re, I don't know, programmed in us to look for solutions and roadmaps and strategies and yeah. accountability and how to. Um, but the most valuable thing you can give somebody is the ability to trust themselves and love themselves. Because what's incredible, like you're giving them a kind of, you're giving them access to a world where they need less of that moving forward because they can re- they can find they can find all those untapped resources already within themselves because ultimately we all have the wisdom deep down inside in many well more wisdom than we recognize anyway to move mm-hmm. forward because often if there's resistance to things a lot of the time it's valid or there's just a lack of love or trust in ourselves to move forward and so i imagine there are a lot of strategists out there who can't actually support clients to move forward because they haven't got those strong foundations of deep self love so the fact that you have both <laughs> it's just an absolute winner um yeah. I think that's incredible it's a it's a weird and wonderful combination and one that I never envisaged I would end up with but it's I think it's the next level of modern leadership I really do I agree because I think what's interesting is that there's been a lot of emphasis around mindset over the last yeah. uh, few years and and of course, there's some talk around energetics and manifestation, et cetera. And, and I guess more awareness now around somatics too, or that might just be my little echo chamber. And I think this is where deep self-love comes in and is so interesting to me, because one of the things I hear very often is it's not enough to have the strategy. If your mind isn't on board, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But actually, as you've highlighted, it's not the mind, it's the body. It's the body that needs to be on board. And for the body to feel safe, you know, one of the big components of that is, is is loving yourself that gives you that sense of safety. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm so excited for you, Debbie, and what comes next. I mean, what does it look like to work with you? I know you've referenced working with clients. Like, how do you support them? What is the process of, of learning to love yourself more deeply? It's really simple. It's really simple. Um you know, I have that signature question that I use with all of my clients, depending on where they are um, in their current journey. Because like I say, there has to be an honoring to this work that, that says, I'm just about to change my world here. So I need to make sure I have the capacity to do that, the willingness that I'm open to trusting myself more and that I'm also open to strategy looking very different, you know? So there's there's a sort of pause per point that we have to have and that I have to have with a client where I, I sort of work with them for a little while and figure out, are you ready for this yet? Because it transforms all of your world, like we've said. And then I let it be really simple. And that, that's the principles of love for me is that if it's complex, then actually it's probably not going to work. Um, we don't ignore the mind, but what I definitely feel we need to shift from is thinking that everything that gets figured out in our heads, I think we are causing ourselves untold damage and 
upset sometimes by constantly thinking that the wisdom only exists up here when really 90% of your strategy actually begins and is sustained in your heart space. Mm. So I use a really simple question and it's an anchoring question. And for a lot of my clients, I say, this is it for a month. So you can't go up into your head and ask yourself a thousand questions a day. Like you, you know, we treat our brains like we treat Google search. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like, will it work? Should I do it? Will they sign? Will I grow? Is this working? Am I up to it? What do I need? What do I, it's just relentless, but it's also so draining. So I say to them, I give them a circuit breaker question, which is, how can I love myself even more deeply right now? And I say to them, that's it for 30 days. Now we work together on your strategy during that time and what you want to achieve. But that question is the only one that you're really allowed to answer. Even if other questions want to pop up, you use that question as a circuit breaker. Now, there's a science to the question. It's extremely simple, Um, but there's a science to it. So first of all, we are creating a connection with your brain that your brain loves because you've asked it a question. That's what it's used to. So pattern recognition would say, oh, good, she's asking us another question. So how can I? So the brain sparks up. But then you say, how can I love myself? And then your brain says, oh, that's a bit different. Now we'll really take notice. So what you've created, though, is just an opportunity in your mind that you're used to working with to start to create a different, what I call a gateway to understanding. So it's like a little circuit breaker goes in and starts to think, could this be a new neural pathway for me? So how can I love myself? Your brain's awake. Then you say even more deeply, then the somatic starts to come in. Because when you say, how can I love myself even more deeply? Every time you say the word deeply at the end of that, you are telling yourself on some level that you already love yourself. Mm. And that starts to reinforce really softly. So you don't have to tell yourself that you love yourself. You just have to let the word deeply tell you that you love yourself. And then you are opening up the gateway to find out what else could I do here? Then we say the words right now. Now, so many of our clients and so many of the businesses that I work with, one of the biggest challenges is be present in your business every day, be present in your life. And so when you add in the words right now, it means that they have to stop and have a momentary connection to their body and what the body wisdom wants to spit out for them, even without them knowing, this will really appeal to their sort of unconscious awareness levels. But suddenly your body will say, we'd like this. Oh, and we'd like that. Oh, and you know, later on, I'd really feel like I like this. Before you know it, they have a suite of tools that I haven't had to give them. So it's not me being the coach saying, this is what you need, this is my process, this is how I've made six figures, whatever. There's no blueprint other than what is determined by their own body by using the heart connection to their brain and their gut and then having a full body response to what their needs are in any given moment on any given day, no matter what the circumstances are. 
They have a body and a suite of tools that is then what I call a fingerprint approach, which is totally unique to them. And they will never lose that because of that fact. I absolutely love this. And I think if anyone's listening to this and guilty of um, what I used to, a coach once called it to me, intellectualizing your well-being. But if you're one of those people, I remember I was, I I would say things like, um, I know meditation is good for you, but I don't have the time. Or, you know, maybe I could do with some more therapy around that one area, but I'm not you know, it's maybe next year or next month or, you yeah. know, like I, I know that eating well uh, makes me feel better, but I'm I'm going to get some chocolate instead. Um, just all these things that I knew weren't serving me and things that helped, like that made me feel more anxious and not great. And then to make matters worse, I would kind of beat myself up mentally because I'd be like, how do I have this information where I know what to eat? I know how to look after myself and yet I'm not doing it. Mm. And this is the work that you do that's so powerful because it's helping, you know, you get away from that judgment, that shame, that self-sabotage, that kind of that one side of you that's craving knowledge to live a healthier and better and fuller life. And then that other part of you that just keeps on throwing yourself back into old patterns. Because essentially when we are being most loving to ourselves, you're not, you're not forcing, are you? You're not forcing. It's, and, and actually you're not judging, which is a really yeah. important piece because we're yeah. not always going to do the things that serve us best. I don't know. We're not always going to eat our kind of green smoothie. We might want a, a coffee and a croissant. It doesn't matter when you're doing it from a place of love. I think it's impossible to do anything wrong when you're doing it from a place of love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I mean, that's just a tiny example, but I was just thinking if anyone's listening and still not entirely convinced, which I think they should be by now, because Debbie, you are the most beautifully embodied version of the work that you do. Um, I know every time you come on our group coaching calls, everyone kind of talks about like a deep exhale they have when they listen to Debbie speaking. Um, You have this very contagious calmness about you. Um, But yeah, if anyone needed any kind of final, like, is this for me? Then that I would definitely say that would be an indicator because I definitely know how stuck I felt in that realm for a long time. I'd be that friend answering phone calls from, from to other friends, help trying to help them mm. going, Oh, why don't you go for a swim? Or why don't you do this? But not doing any of it for myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <Been there. laughs> yeah. So, um, so it really is really revolutionary. And like you say, it sounds simple and somebody might be listening to this now and thinking, okay, I'm just going to, you know, repeat that affirmation and and that's going to be that work that does it. But actually there's something very powerful about making that promise to yourself about committing to the journey with somebody who gets it. And and ideally, and and I'm surrounded by others who are also on that same journey too. Um, It's very powerful. Would you like to share any more about what your group coaching container looks like? So Love Pioneer is, is the, the most amazing program that I've built whilst we've been coaching together. And in all honesty, um, I've known it's been inside my body for a long time, but I just, for whatever reason, I couldn't access it. And then I came into your program and, and, and here's a, a deep expression of love. I think that, that you and I both had was that I was, you know, my health hasn't been great at all 2023 has been the strangest year for my health and I wasn't expecting it at all and so I've really had to lean into my practices and I'd 
I really wanted to work with you this year. I, I turned the year truthfully, not thinking I would work with anybody. And then suddenly I was like, I'm going to work with Polly. That's it. Because I wanted to create a business and a life that, that allowed me the freedom of expression, but also the freedom to do it from anywhere, not be constantly launching. Um, so the minute I got the bit between my teeth, that's what I'm like. I'm like, right, we're doing it. And then my health took a bit of a turn. And I remember emailing you and saying, uh, I don't think I'm going to come in. I'll maybe postpone it for another month. But I knew that there was also some sort of fear there because I just didn't feel like I had all, I had all my ducks in a row. I felt messy coming in. And you sent me the most gorgeous email that just said, so come in soft. And the minute I read those words, I was like, I'm in and I'm coming in soft. So, you know, that principle strangely created the foundation. And as you know, I've been in it for six months now. And literally every week I go, girl, something else has happened. So I'm coming in soft, you know. <laughs> but strangely, that allowance of myself softening has allowed Love Pioneer to come through. So Love Pioneer is my new latest amazing offer for visionary coaches, leaders, and entrepreneurs to create a bold strategy that is fueled by deep self-love. And it's the it's probably the embodiment of everything I've gone through in definitely the last seven years, but all of the places where love was absent in the previous years. And it's really just to change the narrative around what people actually think it takes to develop a strategy that can see you building a big business if you want, or a, a really high level career if you want, but it's redefining what high performance growth and success can look like. And we do that all through the gateway of deep self-love. And I am just so excited for who that might call in because I've had conversations just in the last few days that have made me realize that there's a lot more curiosity around this now that maybe the timing is just really, really right for some people. I spoke in a room of um, venture capitalists and on an accelerator that I'm going to be supporting founders on. And the whole room just went silent when I spoke about it. And then just, it was like a stampede of people wanting to talk to me about it. So even in those fields that, that you would probably expect that we'd all sit around talking about strategy and tech stack and, you know, investment and VCs and all of that, that's still present. And that's still what I do. You know, I work with people who are making multi, multi-millions. Sometimes I'm working with companies that are in the 25 million plus but now the difference is, is that I'm not prepared to do any of it with any founders without that deep self-love piece within the strategy, because that will elevate them in ways that they've never experienced, but it also guarantees sustainability. And in the current world that we're living in, nobody needs any more businesses that are like balls to the wall for three years. And then you see horrible stories of a founder or a coach or a leader that is totally burnt out and has had to move away from their business and let everything go. The world doesn't actually need any more of those stories. There is a much bigger opportunity 
for us to have heart-centered, strategic, high-performing businesses that are actually good for the individual and have one eye on the impact that they have in the world because that's the other thing that people won't expect when you start to love yourself your connection to the earth deepens as well and suddenly you have this deep understanding of why you are doing your business why it connects to the world and the impact suddenly gets bigger but it feels doable because you know you're not going to let yourself be sacrificed for the sake of it. Oh, Debbie, every time I hear you speak, I just, my body kind of does, everything is on like tingling because I can see festivals, I can see coaching academy, (laughs) I can see like there's just reams of possibility all based on this really solid and, you know, just incredible perspective as to what leadership and life gets to look like. I'm so excited for what comes next. And I'm so delighted to have you as the first guest on my podcast. And I'm really, (laughs) and thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I'm just delighted that other people get to hear it too, because um, like I say, I think you're a truly inspirational individual. And I know that what we heard today is just the 10th of your story. (laughs) You've got so many interesting stories to share. So Debbie, where can people find you to kind of learn even more about you? Because like I say, there is so much to, uh, to gain from being in Debbie's world. So how can they find you? Well, come and find me on Instagram at underscore Debbie Edwards underscore, because I will be launching my new free masterclass over the next few days. And then the doors to Love Pioneer open in October. So if anything has landed for you today and you felt yourself thinking that I need a bit of this, you know, some people say I need a bit of Debbie in my life, you know, um, <laughs> they do. And, and I get that. And I, I think it's just that, that this is a very much needed conversation. But also you can find me on LinkedIn because um I'm finding that I'm having really interesting conversations over there because, again, it's a totally different platform. It's much more professional. Um, but I'm just letting myself be a bit free over there with this conversation. And I'm finding that it's really, really landing. So you can find me over there, Debbie Edwards. Just search and connect with me. I would love to hear more about your stories as well because you're right. This is a revolution and it's it's well overdue. Well, It overdue. is well overdue. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much. The links to Debbie's Instagram account is in, is in the show notes and we'll update it with a masterclass as and when that's ready too. Um, thank you, Debbie. That's it. Thank you. I feel so privileged. I'm your first ever guest. So yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for being such a, a generous host. I know that, you know, we've we've worked so lovely together. You know, if there's anybody out there thinking about joining because you've got something burning inside of you, just just do it come and join us in the group oh thank you debbie i'll I'll slip you a tenner later (laughs) 